So, you're looking for something different. Well, you found it. Right here with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels. Pushing boundaries on the solopreneur journey, where we're all about learning to build beyond just business. Let's get it. So here we are for another episode of the solopreneur journey. This one is super special. They're all special, but this one is super special because we have a mental health advocate, April, with us today. And her business is focused on helping people heal and understand the challenges that they're facing. And I feel like that is so significant because of this season of COVID and how COVID is impacting so many people. So I want to talk to her about her business and talk to her about what she's been seeing and as in terms of its effects on people throughout this time. So April, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jula. I'm really happy to be here. Ah, wonderful. So I gave you that intro knowing a little bit about what you do, but I really want to first start talking about where you are right now in your business. What kind of things are you seeing happening in your because of this environment, what's happened with the coronavirus? Yes. Um, So I am actually a psychotherapist. So I have an online therapy practice and counseling practice. I've had it since 2014. Um, I specialized in online therapy. So therapy virtually um, to you know, parts in the States and parts all over the world, um, people abroad, you know, expats. And uh, so I've been doing that for a little minute now, probably around two or three years, long before it became this global mandate, right? (laughs) Before people didn't understand, you know, what do you mean that you have an online therapy practice? Is that even real? Does that even work? Is that really therapy? And now um, everybody kind of understands it a little bit more, actually a lot more with, um, you know, the latest and greatest of what we've experienced this year is that so much can transfer on virtually onto online and still be just as effective. So um, it's just my name. Uh, My name is Dr. April Andell, but you can find me at just aprilandell.com. And I have a funny spelling to my name. It's April with an E. (laughs) And um, so people, you know, it's just, uh, you know, just fun family stuff. I'm Caribbean, but, you know, that's a whole long story that my uh, first name is actually Italian. It's Aprile, Aprile. Um, so it's with an E, A-P-R-I-L-E, Andel.com. And um, yeah, so I, I really love what I do. And I've been doing it online therapy for a while and talking to people and reminding them how much mental health is is it's vital. It's important. And we know that this year, don't we? Yes, we know it in a very unique way. So it's interesting <laughs> you're Caribbean. So tell me about your Caribbean roots because we have that in common. Oh, absolutely. Um, that was one of the first things that, you know, drew me to you, Jewel. <laughs> absolutely. So my Caribbean heritage is very strong. I was born in the States. I was born in Cali. Um, my mother moved us back to Florida because we, we had to be close to, you know, the family. So um, my family is from Jamaica. So if you can imagine a long time ago, that flight between California and Jamaica, (laughs) that was, that was tough. Right. So I grew up between Florida and Jamaica and my family's from St. Elizabeth. We're from country, you know, you know, green, lush. Yes, exactly. You know, where you just go outside and you have everything you need 
right there at your fingertips or you just go down the place, go down the road and trade with somebody. They got this, you have that. Wonderful, right? Yes. So yes, yes, yes. That is my heritage. I grew up very strong to it. Um, so many different stories. And, you know, a lot of people, sometimes they see it very quickly because I also have locks. And other people, they're not quite sure because I'm also half American as well. So I have both very instilled in me and both have shaped exactly who I am and what I do today and who I attract, you know, in my business and just, you know, all around what, um, who, who, who that has made me into today. Well, that is so interesting because as you know, in the Caribbean culture and in the African-American culture, seeking therapy is already a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very interested to know what drew you to this particular profession? How did you know that you could lean in and be helpful for our community and the communities at large? You know, um, people ask me that all the time, all the time. And it's, 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 it has several different pieces and I, I don't do long story short very well. So I'm going to try to, <laughs> and that's also my Caribbean trait, right? Yes, Good is. storytellers we are. So I would preface it by saying that I have always been, um, I've always had the qualities of, you know, just being quiet, being calm, demeanored, um, you know, in Jamaica, it's, you know, back in the day, it was iry. Everything was chill. Everything was crisp, you know. And I've always had that very ingrained. You, I didn't suffer a lot of um, particularly um, mental health issues. But I knew um, that something was not always quite right. But because I was very introspective, I could feel it. And on top of that, people always talk to me. And um, I knew that was because I was a good listener. I was very observant as a child. um, And I was very quiet, not shy, just quiet. But in the respect that I, I, um, I listened more than I talked. So that was always just me as April, you know, and um, I had no intention of being a therapist. None. (laughs) It was a surprise to me. Yes. Yes. It was a surprise. I didn't realize it until I came out of college where I had done business and I got into the um, media and entertainment industries. So I worked up in New York City at Viacom with MTV and Nickelodeon and all those things. And I realized what it was. I loved the process of being engaged with people, period, even in the area of media. And I went back and I recognized, oh, I studied international business inside of school and college. Not just business, I studied international business, which connected business and people. So you had to study business, economics, and cultures. I said, oh, so I've always been kind of engaged in this. And then from one point A to a point Z in my life, God showed me. Point Z, you mean? Point Z, yes. (laughs) Z. <laughs> we could do that too. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yes. So, you know, from, you know, those points, um, God showed me a path that I was surprised by. He just introduced me. I went to a graduate school fair because I was interested in uh, extending my education and I prayed for something that I could do business with and something that I could help. 
And, you know, therapy just fell into my lap. And I said, yes, this is it. And I have never looked back. And it just connected everything where I've been, who I was. And I absolutely love it. But God didn't tell me that plan until my, later in my life. So this is weird. Now I look back at it and I'm like, wow. <laughs> it was yeah. such a journey. It was really nice. So, yeah. The interesting thing about the entrepreneur journey is there are always seeds being planted along the way that lead you to your ultimate mm. destination. I mean, that's life in its bigger picture. Mm. But as an entrepreneur, because it's one of those things, people always ask the question of whether you're born to be an entrepreneur. So I always ask people, did entrepreneurship find you or did you find it? No matter the answer, like you said, when you look back, you see there were things that were leading you to that destination. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, that's actually a really good point, you know, and I think it's similar to are leaders born or are they created, you know, and I think it's both, but I know that many leaders have to learn the process to step into those roles. For me, I think it was a mixture of both in regards to was I born (laughs) or led to entrepreneurship. Um, I always knew from when I was little, I always knew that I wanted to be a businesswoman. That was just the title. It was just businesswoman. That's it. I didn't understand anything (laughs) beyond that. And I would dress up in my mother's... um, her high heel shoes. So imagine my look of feet just, you know, swallowed up by the shoes yes, <laughs> walking around the house. <laughs> and then I had to carry her briefcase. Um, so that was, that was it. I knew I wanted to be a business person, you know, a CEO of something one day. Entrepreneurship though, didn't occur to me until later. And during that process, I was in college and social entrepreneurship had just come into the fray. It was just becoming to be spoken about. And by the time I graduated, they had a program for it. And I said, man, really? Just when I finished. But anyway, it led to more um, curiosity. And then I could understand how you could give back in business as well, um, just in your your own framework, as opposed to being corporate. And um, I've always been a bit of a rebel. (laughs) I've always kind of walked my own path. So entrepreneurship um, guided that too. Um, Yeah, my quiet nature, people don't realize that about me. I'm very adventurous, Mm -hmm. uh, trailblazer. I just like to do things a little bit differently. Right. Um, So it it really worked out where I could build my business um, exactly the way I wanted it make it always have further growth because it attaches to me and how I grow and then deliver my clients the best experience I can. So in going into this particular field, what made you decide to let your lens be online therapy? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I never had anybody ask me that question. I think um, what has been helpful is the fact that I'm also very technology geek (laughs) enthusiast, (laughs) anything tech, um, anything of advanced metrics, anything that makes my life easier and more convenient, I am for it. So I've always been 
one step ahead with technology. I could kind of see it as soon as I started in graduate school. I call it therapy school, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I always was, I, I felt like this was the next stage. By that time when I had actually really started to pursue it and went in the direction of making my practice online, people didn't understand. I would tell my professors, I would tell um, my colleagues, I would share about it in um, conferences, and people would always kind of just look down their nose at me, like, like you know. <laughs> I always remember the look I got from a professor. <laughs> and like, what? Mm -hmm. And But I knew it was the next wave. I, I was positive of it. So it was kind of um, following my intuition. And um, it was it was right on the money. And a lot of uh, the world and the economy is going in that direction. Why not therapy? You go to where the people are, the people are, are online. So right. Well, that speaks to the fact that you said you have always been a trailblazer. So <laughs> part of being this entrepreneur is being visionary, you know, and you often hear comedians describe themselves as having a third eye, meaning mm -hmm. they can kind of see things, be, you know, beyond the way others see it. And, and so that to me speaks to your ability to see beyond what was already present. Mm -hmm. And it prepared you for where you are now, where we all are now. But I'm curious to know, what do you feel is uh, your premium offering uh, in terms of how you provide therapy? Oh, sure, sure. So when people work with me as a therapist, you know, they break through their depression, they transform their anxiety, they're going to rise above their trauma. So that's what I do best as a psychotherapist. So I take that online and I put it into a premium therapy package for my clients to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so it's an investment, um, you know, of an investment, time, energy, and then in exchange, you work with me for, for a season. You know, my name is April. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I operate in seasons and hopefully, you know, that's just how I am, just a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I accept clients once a season and we work together for like three months or 12 sessions where we're doing intensive work about whatever is most important to you at the time, you know? And by the end of it, I assure you, you're gonna be renewed, hopefully in the face of that pain and hurt and difficulty, it'll guide you to healthier habits, mm -hmm. um, better life fulfillment tasks, which is also something we in our community need to work with. You know, it's not just work and home, it's Correct. more than that. And then actual solutions. So if this has been the problem, then we figure out this is what has not been working, we're gonna do less of that. This is what is working and we're going to do more of that. And believe it or not, it's it's that simple. But when you have a professional guiding you on that, it makes it that much more attainable and you can see it more clearly. So right. I, I really like to do that. And then sometimes it's just about, hey, you need to share your story. A lot of our community, once again, this is not natural to us. We have a stigma attached to therapy. But I think people are starting to come around and I will have clients that simply just need somebody to listen, have a safe place yeah. um, and a you know safe person to talk to. And I love to be that witness, you know, mm -hmm. and because I've been doing this for a while, I make it fun too, you know, right. plenty of laughter, plenty right. of smiles. I love, <laughs> so, that yeah. I love, I love the statement I, I, that you love to be that witness. 
And mm-hmm. I think that speaks so profoundly to what a person may be experiencing in particular during this global pandemic mm-hmm. is having someone to witness their journey and help guide them through it because we are all having to pivot. Right. Right. We're all having to pivot. So the fact that you were a trailblazer and had this online business prior to this pandemic forcing us to go mm-hmm. online, um, have you had to pivot in any ways during this time? Oh, yes. I pivoted maybe 10, 20 times this year, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure all of us have. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And I'm better for it. I am much, much better for it. So um, because I had specialized in online and virtual therapy already for a few years, people already knew about me and my service and my practice. So I was booked out within a week of them announcing all the closures of <laughs> of life, <laughs> of everyday life as we know it, and the mandates for telemedicine to go into place. I was booked out. I, 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 I was so shocked by it. And um, a lot of that booked out was new clients, but a lot of it also were my old clients. So unfortunately I had to close my calendar to new clients. And mm-hmm. then I kept getting old clients coming back. And if you are somebody I've worked with and we have overcome amazing things to make you amazing today, I'm never going to say no to you. So I was, I, I was truly working a good 50 to 60 hour weeks for a little while, just supporting everyone. It was very intense. Mm-hmm. Very intense. So after working that way for a good three or four months, um, I, I went into first pivot was the fact that I had to prioritize myself in every single minutia of my day. I had to prioritize. So um, I had to make decisions about what I was eating, how I was using my time, um, you know, making sure I got out to walk. I had to because I had such a massive client load to take care of. Right. And uh, it, it was hard to do that at first because I'd have to say no to so much, um, including to new clients. And that killed me. I, I, that was very, very hard. But I'm so glad to hear you say that because as a therapist, sometimes you get, you can not sometimes, but you can easily get overwhelmed, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, and I know this because of being a leadership development expert and doing a lot of coaching and being a Stephen minister, you're always pouring mm-hmm. into someone, which means you're taking from yourself to help build others. Right. And if you don't pour back in, you have nothing to give. So kudos to you for <laughs> recognizing that you had to do something that was even structured, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That you would have more to give. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because at the time it it felt, it felt so... Um, taxing to turn away from things that normally I, I could do very easily and I could be of help and I could share. And, and, and it took me a minute, but I realized um, towards the end of that period, how, how valuable that was. And still at the end of it, I realized I was exhausted. Mentally, I had protected myself. I was Jewel, girl, oh my goodness. I was so proud that when we came through that and right around the middle of summer, 
um, as soon as everything kind of died down, BLM started and that created a whole different, whole different rise of anxiety. And then we finished that too. And by that time, when, when BLM happened, that's when my body told me like, nope, we, we got to take a break. But by the end of that, I didn't lose anybody. I Black, didn't lose BLM a Black single Black soul. Yes. Okay. Yes. So working through my clients with dealing with COVID and then into the my students all around the world. I remember I had three, four students who were stationed in different parts of the world. And all of a sudden they had to figure out how to up and leave and figure out how to get on to the other side of the world to go back home, wherever they were. It was a nightmare for them and they're doing it by themselves. And these were young college students. And then I had professionals. They didn't know how to respond when people needed extra from them. And then I had those who were, had longtime jobs and they knew that this was their career and they lost their jobs. Mm. All of that. But at the end, towards the middle of summer, at the end of all of this, I didn't lose anyone. And I was so, I was, I'm still so proud of that. You know, my clients are amazing. They, they hung in there. They did the work with me. They got themselves through it. And then they didn't lose anyone either. You know, and when I'm talking about that, I'm, I'm talking about suicide. I'm talking about that very difficult, dark word. And I didn't lose a single soul, like a pilot on a plane, right? You, you have your yes. souls. Yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud of my clients. They're, they're just amazing. <laughs> so that was that's, good. That's tremendously significant because, you know, suicide rates differ based on where you live, what you know, nationality mm-hmm. you are, mm-hmm. and no matter what, the, the numbers are the numbers. But in this environment, it's I a whole different thing. Imagine. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, it was. And we were getting that more and more every single day. It was it was alarming, you know, and very, very real. So had to protect, you know, my clients just to be there for for everybody. Um yeah, so it's just like by the end of it, um, proud of myself, but I was physically exhausted. Mentally, I was good, but physically, I was exhausted. So my other pivot was I said, you know what? I have to stop. I took a break. I took a sabbatical, and that was another pivot where I just um, I shut down the business. I told my clients, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to take a break so I can come back better and stronger for you, and I've never done that before ever ever, 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 ever. Staycation, <laughs> stayed home. Yes. And I worked really hard to just get my physical energy back. And that was another pivot. Um, and then during that time, I said, how can I still be there for my clients? And then a podcast came up out of that, just like that. And there's another pivot. I'm like, I used to work in media and it didn't occur to me to connect the two until now and then all of a sudden the sun and the moon like perfectly aligned and next thing I know I had a podcast and I was so like oh my goodness so there's another pivot so Jewel many pivots this year that was just a few of them (laughs) but how lovely is that because what I'm hearing from you is such such brave honesty about this entrepreneurial journey you know Mm -hmm. when you're a solopreneur you are everything. You, yes, you know, yes. right? You're admin. You're visionary. Uh, you're the executive. You're you're the service provider. So just in the everyday of running a business, you can get tired. 
But with this pandemic and taking in the energy and the trials of people who are going through mm-hmm. minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, the fact that you had the understanding to take a break. So I want to stay with that for one moment, because this is really important for solopreneurs to know mm-hmm. that when your body tells on you, oh yes, and as a psychotherapist, <laughs> I want you to talk a little bit about that because people forget When you are mentally exhausted, it can manifest physically. Oh, yes. How do people forget that? How? (laughs) You know, that's how strongly we ignore our physical symptoms. But yes, absolutely. Your mental health um, is formed by, guess what? Your brain. And your brain gets signals. It gets different receptions. And that's what interprets its meaning and your body's reactions to it. Um, all the way from just your reaction with, you know, how you blink, how you open your eye, how you have your body language, but also down to um, chemical releases and your your neurotransmissions happening, um, you know, well, strongly, or is it depleting in regards to certain chemicals that you need in the brain, um, all the way to your stomach and how that's feeling. So your physical symptoms are very telltale of your mental health, for sure. And um, unfortunately, we have double whammies in our community. We not only ignore our mental health, but we also ignore our physical health as well. You know, so that's really challenging. So we have to listen to our body. Our body does a really good job in, in treating that. And I can speak to me. I know that um, luckily, because I'm half Jamaican, I have the I have the chill about me, (laughs) you know, everything's cool. I am calm under pressure. You know, somebody, you know, you know, things happen, crises happen around me. And I'm with it differently. Yeah, I'm good. You know, just like, how do I manage through it? And that is definitely my JA roots for sure. And so proud of that. Right. Um, (laughs) So even though mentally I can get through many things, plus yes, I'm a trained therapist. So I have a little bit more knowledge than the average, you know, person um, just in recognition and, and understanding the deep sets of things, but also um, I recognize that when I am not good, my body starts to tell me very loudly. I experience incredible fatigue, like in my bones, (laughs) bone fatigue, you know? Mm. I experience um, lack of energy. Um, My stomach sometimes starts to rumble. I get very tight shoulders. But one of the things that tells me really quickly is one of my pride is my skin and my hair. My skin will start to abrade, abrade, get abrasions Mm -hmm. and my hair where, you know, and you can see me, you know, I know, you know, our, you know, people listening, you can't see me, but I have a whole head of hair. Very long locks. I have very long, thick locks. Like you open up your hand and close it into a fist and leave the open area. And that's maybe a a sixth of my hair. Okay. So I have very thick, thick hair. And when that starts to thin and fall out, I'm like, okay, something is wrong. I always say that your body tells on you, Mm -hmm. right? Just like Mm -hmm. acne when you have a breakout. Oh yes. Acne too. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it manifests itself differently, but the key is you have to be paying attention. 
Thank you very much. Exactly. Excellently well said. Mm -hmm. You have to be paying attention. Mm -hmm. So this solopreneur journey is challenging in this particular environment, even more so because everything that you're doing as a single shingle (laughs) business owner is magnified. Mm, it's intensified. Mm-hmm. So paying attention to your mental well-being and how it manifests itself physically is so critical to you being able to stay the course and make it as a business owner. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you you have to listen to your body when it's telling you things. And what I usually share with my clients is kind of um, just like a framework. If you are feeling a specific symptom meaning that your brain has connected like, oh, this is a problem. We usually get that with pain. Pain we get and we're just like, boop, oh, light bulb, something hurts. We, we don't really get that when it's something with your you know, skin or, or you know, you know, your tummy's rustling or you realize you can't stop shaking your leg. That just feels a little bit a part of uh, what happens every day. But when your brain actually registers it as something wrong, Mm-hmm. And you notice it at least two to three times within succession of a week, like consecutively. That's when it needs to alert you that something is wrong. Ah, I love that tip. Okay. That's a really valuable tip. It's the repetition within a short period yes. of time, yes. which tells you take action. Correct. Yes. Yes. You take action. Mm-hmm. So here you are, this solopreneur <laughs> guiding people through one of the most difficult experiences they have probably faced in their lifetime, at least for most of us, I believe. I'm in my 50s (laughs) and I know I didn't see this coming nor anyone to this magnitude. Mm -hmm. What has been your greatest lesson learned? Hmm. That also is a very good question. I I feel very fortunate for 2020 as 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 much as it has drastically changed life, right? We don't even know what the future holds for us. It has so drastically changed life. And then on top of that, it has changed all of our lives. You know, it's not just pockets. It's affected all of us, all what, 7 billion people we have on the planet now and growing and counting. It's affected every last one of us. And yes, there's a lot of negatives, but I think my lesson that I would often share is to also recognize that in the adversity, there are still very, there are positives and there are opportunities for growth. And you have to look and seek for those as well. Because remember, your adversity is what builds you. It's what grows you. So I know that 2020 has caused a lot of pain, but how has it grown you? And then focus on that. Focus there. I love that you share that. um, Because I, I believe as you believe, when this pandemic was happening, the one thing that the Holy Spirit kept saying to me that I wrote about was, when this is all said and done, mm-hmm. what would you what will you have learned and done differently? 
especially because we've had so much time to pull away. You know, as technology was continuing to evolve, I remember thinking to myself, where is the endpoint for this? Like, we're just constantly on this right treadmill, you know, yes. the hamster in the wheel, and we don't know where it's going. It's continuing to evolve. The minute you get the A10, the A11 is coming out, and they're working on the A12. You're just mm-hmm. like, what is happening? So it really was a timeout. Mm-hmm. It was a timeout to refocus, re-energize, really strategize, uh, And I know that sounds perhaps simple in its statement for many people who are struggling. But as an entrepreneur, and you know this as a psychotherapist, if you fail to evaluate your mental, physical, um, spiritual self, Mm -hmm. you're just going to keep going in circles. Yes. Absolutely. Won't find answers. Right. So you you do have to stop. And I think maybe that's another very key lesson I would also offer is there are moments where you need to stop and, and what's the word? Um, reassess. I like that. Yes. To stop and reassess you know, and make sure that you understand what is going on and happening about you. Another lesson, your mental health is priority. It is one of your priorities. It is vital. It is absolutely important that you stop there, uh, stop and and reassess (laughs) on that for, for several things. And then also with others, with your loved ones, you know, you're checking in with each other and that's how you maintain your connections. And I think Gosh, many lessons. Oh my goodness. Another one is just to remember <laughs> your relationships. You know, it's not things, right? That's right. Clearly we have learned that. It is not things. It is not mm-hmm. the office with the corner view. It's it's not, you know, the banks with tons and tons of money, you know, even though I can understand that goal very well. (laughs) It's your relationships. It's, it's who you're connected to and how you belong, where you belong and how you're taking care of that. We're so realizing that our relationships are very important. And that also connects to our mental health as well. Mm -hmm. They're so meaningful. And the last one I want to ask you about is an extension of what you've just talked about in terms of stopping and reassessing because mm-hmm. you had to do that in your business. I think people fear that if they stop, mm-hmm. that means an ending versus stopping, meaning a restart, mm-hmm. right? A, a re, re-energizing, a refocusing. What advice would you give for combating the fear of if I stop? I can't start again. That's a great, oh, I love that. I may have to, I may have to take that and run with it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's like a blog. That's a whole episode right there. You know, that is because I, I resonated with it very, very, very much. You know, the stopping does not have to mean that you've given up, right? And in therapy, we, we use the word reframe to reframe something. So um, it's not that your child is acting up. Your child is very intelligent and they're asking for 
a next step. They're asking for guidance or to continue to teach them something new. You know, we're reframing that child's behavior. So in this particular sense, it could be about reframing that you're stopping doesn't mean stop. It means that you are pivoting <laughs> to your next, your next goal and what you need to do to take care of that. And I, I, I think is really important as entrepreneurs. We actually have to do that several times. Um, and I go to the point of reminding everyone that there's a reason why the business year has quarters that everyone adheres to. Wow. Okay. Every single quarter you are supposed to look at where your business is, yes. stop and assess and figure out what your plan is for your next quarter. It goes down to the very base mm. of how business operates, mm. you know, and that succeeds and good. continues to excel. So this is what I learned back in, you know, business school. I still do it today. Every quarter you stop and reassess and you can do that personally too. Absolutely. Maybe that's why I operate in seasons now that I think about <laughs> it, you know, four yeah. quarters of the year. So you can do that too. You absolutely can do that too. And create. I love that you share that because. Mm -hmm. I used to, I do something called a jewelcation where I take <laughs> off once a year, lock myself into a hotel Love. resort and mm -hmm. I just nourish myself, re-energize mm -hmm. myself. And it's also that reflective time of looking at the business, what has gone well, what hasn't gone well, do the same thing in my personal life, my spiritual mm -hmm. life. But I've never thought about breaking it down in the seasons and how you said in business it's attached. That is a new great strategy because I think I've done it loosely, but mm -hmm. loosely is not the most effective. So <laughs> you've just given me my new, more effective strategy. And I appreciate you sharing that with us, April. That was so good. My pleasure. My pleasure. And that's actually giving me fodder for what I want to pivot with in my, in my own stretch, because I'm still working on what I can do and deliver. So I, I shared with you about my premium package, but I'd love to have something that's more everyday. You know, that one is, um, you know, high tier working with me one-on-one, -on -one, but uh, courses and I want to do mental health masterclasses and even perhaps this whole process, you know, quarters, it's, it's, it's a different thought. And in that way, you can always come back and recognize that your stopping is not, it's not permanent, it's temporary and it's going to guide you. You know, we stop at a stoplight, we stop at a stop sign yes. inside of our driving every single day, but we realize we still get to our destination. Absolutely, because the know? green the light turns green. Exactly, when the traffic pattern is ready, when it is safe <sighs> for you to move forward, and, you know, hopefully when GPS says you're good to go, you know, <laughs> you know, same thing, same thing. So we, we just want to take those into account, you know, professionally, personally, relationally and health and health wise for our mental and our physical health as well. That's beautiful. Please tell us again how listeners can find you. 
Oh, absolutely. So I exist pretty much everywhere. Just my name, April Andell. Um, remember my E <laughs> at the end. Still Andell because we we like to presume people will know, but I oh, don't. I know that's a good point. I always forget that, right? <laughs> Andell is A N is in Nancy, D is in dog, E L L E Andell. So April Andell. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I'm still working on Facebook. That's just not my jam, but right. <laughs> I'll get there. Right. But I play the most on Instagram, but you can find me most, especially on aprilandell.com. Um, please feel free to sign up for a newsletter because, um, you know, as, after all these pivots, I'm going to have lots of good stuff. And if anybody wants to start with me, they would find me at aprilandell.com slash discovery you're more than welcome to book a discovery session with me. It's a small investment, but I'm going to put in a lot into you, deliver to you an action plan of what kind of uh, your mental health kind of looks like. Do you need therapy? And then, you know, um, give you an action plan for that next. And if I may also add my podcast is at doineedtherapy.com and that's ready and available for anyone to listen to at any time. And it's growing and hopefully it will give you answers on, Hey, do I need therapy? <laughs> yes. And what, what day of the week does your podcast drop? Right now it's every other Monday. So um, yeah, keep, keep note, subscribe and listen and um, support. We love, love that too. And much, Lovely. much more to come. <laughs> well, I know our listeners will definitely go and I'm going to share that information because you have been so incredible during this conversation. And I really think that we've done a better job with people like you to help us push past the stigma. Uh, and maybe this pandemic helped us to push ourselves to realize that we do need that witness along mm. this journey who will listen and guide. So thank you so very much, April, for being with us and sharing so much that will be of great value to our listeners. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, especially as a therapist with a therapist. <laughs> it's oh. my pleasure to be the example. You know, everybody needs therapy and it's, it's perfectly okay. And it'll, you know, hopefully it will support you in the end. So my pleasure. Excellent. Listeners, keep tuning in. Tuning in. We are so grateful for the tremendous value that our guests bring to the table, the honesty, the openness, the transparency. This is what the solopreneur journey is all about. So until next time, see you next Tuesday. Listen in. It's been another great time spent with you. Thanks for joining this episode of the Solopreneur Journey with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels, where we love being your ear candy. Let us hear from you by dropping a note at www.thesolopreneurjourney.net. Remember, you may be working on your single shingle enterprise, but you're not alone. See you next time when we push boundaries to build beyond just business.